The word mama. Funny word, isn't it? How it can be so little, but so powerful. And I don't know about y'all, and I don't know why, you know, the Holy Spirit is on me like he is right now, but uh, I think, you know, one, because I love, man, I'm a mama's boy, um, but I love my wife, too, and, and she's a good mama, and <clears throat> I don't always honor her like I should, you know, and in that video, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes we look past mama, and sometimes we, you know, they're just there, you know, and sometimes we don't. We don't honor them, and we don't encourage them, and we just walk over them, and we just walk right past them. But today, we are going to slow down. And I want to just say to my wife, you know, I'm sorry for all the times that I've not been what I need to be. And, um, <clears throat> goodness gracious. <laughs> um, I love you with everything I got. And I want to do better at honoring her, and I pray that you husbands will do the same. And, and to my mama, you know, my mama knows I love her. And, Six one two thirty. I need to chill out a little bit. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Yeah, let's give mothers a hand. But I love my mom. I love my wife. And and today we're going to slow down. And I already messed up this morning. You know, I get such a rush and trying to get prepped for this sermon and deliver the word of God to you guys. And you know, so many times we we look past, but. Anyway, we're here now, and, and what we want to do is we want to honor you. We want to love on you. We wanna, I want to bring a message from the Word of God that shows how truly honored you are. And I want to speak to you men out there to how we are to respond to our moms and to our wives. And, and, and uh, I just want to pray that God would open up our eyes, open my eyes to something a little deeper and, and to, to ways that I can love and honor her and, and to repent where I mess up and to grow deeper into where I do well. And so um, right now, though, this morning, we want to honor you. If everyone would stand to their feet, please. What we want to do is we want to honor all of you women. We want to honor mothers. We want to honor grandmothers. We want to honor those of you who um, would love to have children but have not been able to have children. Those of you who have had children and, and lost children. Those of you who would one day have children. So um, if you're a woman here, we want to honor you. And the way that we want to do that today is we want to offer you a rose just to say that we love you, we respect you, we are praying for you. We know that you are our front lines. You are our front lines. And when the church has failed so many times before, and when, when the men have fell out of the church, and I've been in other churches and so many, uh, this, there's a lot of men in here, but this is not the norm. By far, most churches are filled with women because men will not step up. And so we say hats off to you. We say we love you. We say we respect you and we will honor you and we're praying for you. So if, if at this time, if you would just, if you're a woman in here, if you would just move out to these aisles, move into these aisles, I want you to go up toward the back and come around and down the sides. We want to give you a rose and we want to tell you we love you. And when you get your rose, just line up across the front right here because we want to pray for you. We want to honor you. So go up and around and then come down and you will get your rose, okay? And men, as they are moving this way, I want you to be praying where you are, that she would feel honored, that she would feel blessed this morning, uh, that she would feel recognized and acknowledged. Once these guys get around and they come down, if you cannot, if you cannot make it down this way or if you want to just hang, we're going to have somebody bring you a rose. If, you can't, if it's hard for you to walk and get down through here, um, 
then we will bring you one. If you can make it, that'll be great. Come on, Donna, you can start my line right here. Come on to the middle. Praise the Lord. Look at all these beautiful women. Look at all these beautiful ladies, mamas, grandmamas. We love you guys. Love you. Squeeze in tight as you can. We won't be able to get everybody up front, but we'll wrap around. And if we happen to run out of roses, you will get a rose, I promise you that. Man, you guys turned out today. <laughs> Praise God. Praise the Lord. Come on in. We'll do double. We'll double up here. Two rows. Keep on funneling in. Hey, Mr. Ethan. Hey. How are you? You all right? Yeah, you want to sing? You want to sing? It's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, a funny thing about Mother's Day is because we want to honor and, and <clears throat> we want to praise and recognize and respect. If you guys got leftover flowers over here, let me know if you guys, okay, I think we got plenty. Okay, good. Um, but I just want us to be aware. I want us to be aware as we go through this service this morning that we're going to love and honor and respect mothers, but we want to honor all women, and we want to remember in prayer those who are here that have lost as well because some of us some of these ladies have lost children along the way some of them have children and they've lost children some of them never been able to have um, uh, uh, an experience raising children or or that whole childhood experience because they've lost in an early age and and some have have never been able to have children in the first place and so let's remember that and let's pray for those guys and hold those guys and and it's okay for you to cry in this service it's okay for you to laugh in this service it's okay for you to to cry out to shout out to God because we know that this is both a wonderfully happy day but it's also a day where, where we remember too and so we want to tell you and, and each of you can look up here I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of the heart of the well that we've talked about it we've prayed about it and we love you we're so thankful to have you guys here in any way that we can help you and pour into you resources that we have prayers that we have people that we have manpower that we have we want you to know that we are here for you we love you and we will never leave you. we are here for you and we want to support you in any way that we possibly can guys with all of these beautiful ladies up here I want to hear how loud you appreciate these guys come on come on they put up with y'all y'all can do better than that come on that's what I'm talking about 
Praise God for you guys. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> and that's just fact, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, we praise God for you. Now, is there any guys, go ahead and sit down out there. Is there anybody out there that wasn't able to physically come up here that we could bring you a rose? Just lift your hand up. Or if you're beside someone who couldn't get one, lift your hand up so we can see. Everybody taken care of? All right. Ladies, I want you to know I love you, we love you, and we want to honor you, and I want to pray for you before you go back and sit down, okay? Jesus, I thank you for all these lovely ladies. God, I pray that they would be honored this morning, and not just this morning, but that they would be honored for the rest of their days, God, that we would love on them and, and that we would pour into them and encourage them and, and back them up and give them support and that, we, that God, we would uh, be able to um, help them to be able to say, I am loved, that I feel like a princess, that I feel like a queen, that I am taken care of, that I am protected, that I am respected. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to empower them to do what you have called them to do. Help us to honor them, to help them to see who you called them to be. And most of all, God, help us to lead them to you. Help us to uh, show them your glory and to show them your face so that they would be stronger and that, that they would be a mirror to reflect that glory to their children and their husbands and their, 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 their friends and everybody around them, God. We thank you for these. We praise you for these. And we will honor these mothers here today, these ladies here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for these ladies. In Jesus' name, amen. One more time, give it up. Thank you, ladies. You can go back and be seated. Make sure you give, guys, make sure you give that lady a hug today. Make sure you let her know that you love her. Love you guys. And that worship music is just addictive. I just all, you know, about a couple times now, I just about broke out. Ah, yeah. Man, that's good stuff. Felt Jesus here already this morning in an amazing way. All right. We praise God for you guys. All right, the title of this morning's sermon is Love Your Mama. Love Your Mama. And as I was preparing this sermon and as I was seeking out God and seeing which way he would have me to go, it, it hit me this one particular passage that I wanted to share with you this morning that I wanted to pull some insights from to help you to see how we treat our moms, how we love our moms, how we love and respect our wives who are our, our children's mother. And, and so what I want to do today is I want to show you three things that we need to make sure that we're doing with respect to our wives and our moms. Three things. And to encompass those three things, you need to love your mama, okay? And I chose that. You say, why, why put your mama? Because what I was thinking was is that I was trying to find some videos and I was looking, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And I thought, you know, mama is a funny word. Mama is, uh, it, it's, a, it's a word with a lot of weight. 
I mean, you ever heard people start the yo mama jokes? Yo mama is, and I won't start doing them. But you ever heard those? Well, what I started thinking about, and I started, you know, thinking about the word mama and how everybody uses it so much. And I got to thinking about yo mama. And I, th I got to thinking about those jokes. And you ask any guy in here, because girls don't usually do that. But you ask any silly guy in here who does that, and you ask him, how good of a friend does a person have to be to do a yo mama joke? I mean, you, you can't do that. Not, just not anybody can come and say, yo mama's so, I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know, hold on. But you got to be a pretty good friend to use a yo mama joke. Why? Because mama's important. Mama's important. Mama's important to me. Not just anybody can talk to mama like that. Not just anybody can talk about my mama. And you better be kidding if you're talking about her anyway, because you ain't going to talk about mama. And so I just thought, you know, I want to see how Jesus says to love your mama. And so we're going to be in John chapter 2 this morning. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. This is actually Jesus' first miracle. Miracle. It's, it's, it's when Jesus turned the water into wine. You say, what's it got to do with, with Jesus' mama? Well, if you'll remember, and when I get into it, when I read it for you, you'll see is that his mom, Mary, actually initiated Jesus' public ministry, his first miracle. And there's some debate on what was meant by the text and all that type of stuff. But what I want to do is I want to get into the text. I want to pull the text out. And I want to just get some simple implications of what we find in the text. And I want to show you that mamas are important. Mamas are important. And you don't mess with mama, Okay. So let's look at John chapter 2. Before we do, let me pray for us in general for the service today. Jesus, I thank you so much for uh, mamas. God, I thank you for all of these here who have turned out today. God, I know that, that we have come out to celebrate Mother's Day, that we have come out to seek you, that we have come out to learn, that we have come out to get into the Word of God. And so that's what we want to do this morning. And, and in order to do that, we need you to show up and speak through these words, to speak through these songs and through this message. God, I pray that you would enter into our hearts in a more significant way, that you would show up, that you would help us to see how we need to change our lives and how we need to see you even as we start to understand how you portrayed your mom and how you took care of her and how you interacted with her. God, I pray that, that moms would be honored today, but more than that even, I pray that you would be glorified in all that's said here today. I pray the Spirit would rain down even more so than he has already. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, she was already there, okay? Pick that up from the text. <clears throat> Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. Now, you can see right off the get that she was there. For whatever reason, it seems like she had some type of part in it. She was there at the wedding, but Jesus was invited to the wedding. You see a little bit of a distinction there. I wanted to draw that out. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 to 30 gallons of, of water. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim, and he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the eat, uh, feast tasted the water, now became wine. The water had become wine. 
and did not know where it came from. Though the servants, they knew. They knew. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. You have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana and Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. You see, this was the first of many miracles that Jesus would do. But what I want to do is I want to pull out some stuff from this text. I want, number one, I want you to see here something in this text, how Jesus interacts with his mom. And the first point is that you need to respect your mama. That you need to respect your mama. Now, I know that I've read many commentaries and people go back and forth on, on how Jesus interacted with his mom right here because in our culture, in our language, in our day, it almost seems as if Jesus was a little disrespectful to his mom, doesn't it? Because when he answers her, I mean, I don't know, in our day and time, if I looked at my mom and said, woman, what's this got to do with me? <laughs> She'd be like, Psh, everything. <laughs> Just shut up. No, she wouldn't really do that. But in that day, it was a custom to address someone by who they were. It was a, a custom to address someone by the cultural stance. So you see, Jesus' mother actually referred to a lot as the mother of Jesus. The mother of Jesus. Very rarely, as a matter of fact, do they ever say Mary unless they're just telling a story or something like that. When she is addressed, it's usually the mother of Jesus or a lot of times you see woman or things like that or, or man. So this is not a disrespectful thing at all. And as a matter of fact, it's very respectful because what I want you to see is the following events after this. Now, we got to remember that Jesus is God. He is the Son of God. God come down out of heaven, come down, took on the form of a servant, the form of a human being, and he emptied himself of his divine attributes, not taking on that power, putting it to the side so that he could sympathize and walk in the flesh just like we did in order to do what we could not do. All of that being said, let's remember that Jesus Christ is God. And now we have this incident here where they're at a wedding and apparently there's no backstory here but apparently just from the text Mary has some type of connection with this wedding it's more than she's just invited it's more than she's just there that she's there with a purpose she's somehow in in kind of in the organization of this thing because she's concerned herself with the ceremonial things like wine and things like that. Now, you got to understand, in these days, we didn't just have, you know, I used to hate going to weddings. I did. Now, I don't mind as much as I did, but you get me in a wedding that takes three hours, I'm like, Lord God, I just pray that this would end soon. But, but weddings in, in this day would go on and on and on. I mean, days long, they would celebrate. They would have wine and feasts and dancing and music and days on end. They would party and party and have a wonderful time. And so the host of the party or those that were organizing this party, if, if they were to run out of wine or if they were to run out of food, it would be a huge embarrassment. It would be a huge knock on the character of that person. It would be terrible. 
And this is a shame-based culture, just like uh, that culture is now in the Middle East and, and in, in, in the West. Is that it's not, I mean, in the East, it's not, it's not like it is here. Our culture is a guilt-based culture. Theirs is a shame. So if you shame the family, it's worse than if you were to be guilty of a crime because you were shaming the family. So the shame would have been terrible. So I want you to see what happens here. All of a sudden, they run out of wine, and, G- and, and Mary comes to Jesus. Jesus' mom comes to him, and she's like, Jesus... They're out of wine. And Jesus hadn't started his public ministry yet. This is his first miracle. He hadn't done anything like that. So he looks at her and he says, woman, what has this got to do with me? I'm just, basically, I'm just invited here. What does this have to do with me? Does she even talk with Jesus about it? Does she even talk with him about it? He says, it's not, it's not really my time yet, mom. This is God. God's looking at his mom going, it's not really time for me to get started yet. She doesn't, she doesn't, you know, talk to him about it, negotiate with him. Well, Jesus, don't you think you could just do it this one time? Jesus, come on, don't make me look like a fool. She's, she just doesn't, I mean, if I'm just reading the text. Now, different commentators have different opinions. But what I see here is, is she says, Jesus, they're out of wine. Jesus says, what's this got to do with me? It's not really my time yet. She don't even talk to him. She said, just do whatever he says. <laughs> she said, just do whatever he says. She knew he was going to do what she told him to do, didn't she? I mean, this is God. She was like, you just do whatever he says. He didn't say he was going to do anything. So what, what am I saying? That she expected respect. and she, she expected respect from Jesus, didn't she? She expected respect from Jesus. Jesus says, woman, what's this got to do with me? It's not even my time yet. She just, she just I don't, didn't even hear that. You just do whatever he says. And he did it. What did he say? She says, Mom. <laughs> you know, how many times have my boys done that? But I don't know Titus right now. He's got this thing he does. It drives me crazy. Like I'll tell him something or Heather will tell him something and he'll just, all of a sudden, it's like, it's, it's, I don't know, like Transformers. His face will be like this and all of a sudden go, I mean, like I can't even do it. You know, and Heather knows what I'm talking about. My mom knows what I'm talking about. I'm like, stop making that face. Please, stop making that face. But he didn't do that. She expected respect, and he gave respect. She said, whatever he asks, you just do it. Whatever he asks, you just do it. And he says, you go, and you get those water pots. And so he starts to do it. You see, in this time, like I had said, if she wouldn't have been able to provide the wine, if she wouldn't have been able to come up with that, it would have been very shameful for her. And so Jesus steps in, even though he says himself, it's not my time yet. He does. He follows what she has said. He respects her, and he steps into his time. And so who initiated Jesus' ministry? Just reading from the text. I'm telling you guys, if you want to be successful, and I don't mean successful like money and things like that, although those are blessings that can come from being um, a, a respectful son or a respectful daughter, but if you want to move forward and if you want to progress, then you need to listen and respect a godly mother. I tell you, we are, we are fools sometimes. We are fools sometimes. Now being in somewhat of a leadership position myself, I'm, I'm starting to see it more so than I ever have before that, that I have young people who are under me and I'm trying to tell them, look, I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to help you out. I don't really have anything to gain. I mean, you're not paying me. You're not, I mean, there's nothing I can gain. I'm just trying to help you out. I'm trying to pour into you. And they're pulling against me. They're pushing against me. But mama's the same way. Mama's like, look, I've been down this road. 
I'm not against you. I'm for you. I'm not telling you to pick up your room and, and do your chores because I need it done. I'm trying to teach you what it means to be a man. I'm trying to teach you how the world works. You can't just leave your stuff laying everywhere. That's not how life works. You need to be a man. You need to pick up stuff. You need, to, you need to accept some responsibility. You need to move forward. You see, it was Mary who initiated, it was Jesus' mom who initiated, was used by God, I believe, to initiate his public ministry and his, his what? His destiny, his, his, his work, his purpose. Fall into what your mom is leading you into. Now, I know that's a dangerous thing in our time because... We're all messed up. We're all jacked up. We're all sinful. And so mothers, I would say, please, God, be in your Bibles. Please, God, be worthy of respect. And though we often fall, turn from your sin and repent. I see so much of that, and I'm so excited for you guys that you are turning away from the ways of the world, and you are turning to the Scriptures to see how God is calling you to lead your children, how God is calling you to love and submit to your husband, how God is calling you to be used by him in order to really sharpen those arrows like we were talking about last week. You are the front line. You are the front line. Please pour into God. Let God pour into you so that you can lead those children. And on this note, in the last, last part of this particular point, is that I'm convicted of this myself this morning. I see this in the well. I see this when kids come in. I see it as we're out. And I see it in my own family, in my own life. I see it in the life of those who are closest to me. I want to speak to you husbands for just a second. Because a lot of the times what happens is, you see, I, say, respect, your, I say respect your mama. I say respect your mama. But a lot of the times, you see, almost every time, that child, that boy, that girl, they are treating mama like daddy's treating mama. They are treating mama like daddy's treating mama. And I'm guilty. I've treated my wife bad before. I've disrespected my wife. We live life together. She disrespects me sometimes. That's part of living life. But we need to be pushing to respect. We need to be pushing to encouragement. We need to be pushing for help. We need to treat her like we expect them to treat her. So many times in life, so many times myself, so many times you, we sit back and we criticize and we discipline and we punish our children because they're not treating mama like they should be, but all they're doing is acting like we act. I'm speaking real life practical truth into your life right now. You want to be a good man, you want to be a good daddy, you want to be a good leader, half of that is treating her right. You love that woman, you respect that woman, don't raise your voice to her. And it seems like as, as I prepare a sermon, God will, he will, he will test me in those ways, he'll push me in those ways. And this this week, my wife and I, we've been, we've been at each other a little bit for whatever reason. And, and the bottom line is, is that I raised my voice to her, and it was very disrespectful. And, and she would say, you're not supposed to talk to me like that. And I say, I know. <laughs> and I find myself in my soul and in my flesh going, yeah, but what you did made me do what I did. But God's saying, I'm not calling you to follow her. I'm calling you to follow me. I'm not calling you to follow her. I'm not calling you to follow your feelings. I'm not calling you to follow your anger. I'm calling you to follow me. 
And so you need to be your own man, set up following your own God, so that even when times get tough, you can still love on her, you can still sacrifice for her, you can still respect her, and you can still lead your children. And I know we've all messed up. I'm guilty too. You can't go backwards. All you can do is say, I love you. I was wrong. Best six words you can never learn. I love you. I was wrong. <laughs> All the men said, Amen. Hey, listen, don't you let your children disrespect her. Don't you let them just, and to see, a lot of the times we do it and we don't even know it. This is another good little practical nugget for you. A lot of the times we'll do it and we don't even know it, and moms realize this too. You give up respect when you divert respect to your husband. And what I mean by that is this. Your child comes to you, he's disrespectful to you, and instead of demanding that respect, you say, honey, <laughs> he's not respecting me. Don't, don't, don't divert that respect. You demand that respect yourself. See, Jesus was talking to his mother, and she expected the respect. She was going to have the respect. And when Jesus said, but it ain't my time. She said, just do whatever he says. In other words, Jesus, just do whatever he says. You know? She expected that respect. And so I would say, moms, don't give up that respect. You are a godly woman. You are crucial to these kids. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you don't have a wonderful job. And that's even if you work another job. You still are responsible for loving and pouring into these kids and leading these kids and lifting your husband and pushing his leadership. Don't let anybody ever tell you that your job, that your calling, that your purpose is less than any man. Amen. You are just as, if not more important. It all starts with you. Don't give up that respect. You take that respect. And dads, back them up. Point number two, listen to your mama. Respect your mama and listen to your mama. Got into this just a little bit a second ago. It says here, it says, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now, there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. You see, when Jesus, he hadn't started his public ministry yet, but when he had listened to his mama, he performed this miracle and it turned into a wonderful blessing, not only for him, not only for his mother, but for everyone around. It wasn't just wine, but it was good wine. That's the text. That's not me. It wasn't just wine. It was good wine. And Jesus went past all of the cultural uh, normal things, and he just went right past it and says, when I listen to my mom, when I, when I fall into my purpose out of her leading, the best comes to the front. Listening to your mom, listening to a godly mom yields good fruit. Listening to a godly mom yields good fruit and so moms as you press into the scriptures as you follow after Jesus Christ as, as you go after him your job your purpose your fulfillment is to lead them to be who God has called them to be and as you follow Jesus and as you move in that direction he will allow you to be the instrument by which they are changed forever listen 
to your mama because she knows more than you know she knows more than you know you see Mary here Jesus's mom was used to bring him to his purpose and moms I would ask you this are you leading are you speaking life into your children are you are you getting into the Word of God in order to be able to give them something worth listening to this is just really good practical stuff right here you want to see Landrum changed you want to see the well multiply and grow up you want to see your children stop worrying about all the the junk at school and the Illuminati stuff and all the hip-hop drugs sex and and all the hard rot that's talking about cutting and all that kind of stuff you want to get them away from that it's not so much that you even have to address those specific things which I think you do but it's that you get into the scriptures you get beside Jesus you get overwhelmed by Jesus you be changed by Jesus and you have good stuff to pour into them so that the bad stuff cannot take root Mamas, you got to have good stuff to pour out so that they can have good stuff to be filled up with. Does that make sense? Thirst, drink, pour. It's what our church is all about. Whether it's mothers, friends, dads, husbands, whatever. you got to be drinking Jesus. you got to be drinking Jesus to be able to pour him back out. You can be used by God. You can be used by God. Now, on the other hand... On the other hand, if you don't listen to mama, man, it's rough. I'll tell you a little story. When I was young and in my house, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of things that had to happen a certain way, but we had a few. And if you didn't listen to your mama on these few things, it was rough. Is my mom in here? There she is. I love you, Mama. Well, at my house, my mama loves coffee. She loves her coffee. And if there's one thing you know not to do is to drink the last of the milk. Because Mama likes her coffee with milk. And so Mama says, don't drink the last of the milk. But not listening and not being respectful Sometimes I drink less than milk. And I, you know, you ever heard that, that saying? And I, I always wonder, like, you hear sayings like, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, or um, hell knows no fury like a woman scorned. And, and there's, you just keep on going down the list. But I don't know many about guys like that. I don't know that many. But I'm telling you, it's true. You know, the, the phoenix, the superhero woman, you know, that when, you, when she gets riled up, it's like, you know I mean you just man you do one thing wrong and if it's just that time it's like what's up you know it can get crazy in a minute I'm telling you I come in and drink the last of the milk and you know mama she's not that much of a morning person anyway it's gotten better here lately I know that's where I got it from you know she you ever seen that McDonald's commercial was like don't talk to me and my coffee my mama you know come out she's like hey Go to get, you know, coffee to make. And it's the worst when you pour the black coffee in the cup. I don't drink my coffee black either. I drink a little coffee with my creamer. 
And uh, they poured a, you know, you poured a coffee, and it's like, it's like pouring out your cereal in a bowl to find out you ain't got no milk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you poured a black coffee in, go in the reach, and I left the empty one in the refrigerator. So it's like grab, it's like, drip, drip, drip. Brennan! <laughs> she knows it's true, too. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I can find in there, I'm sure I could probably find if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Because that's true. It's true at my house too. And it's true for biblical reasons I do too. I do know too. Because bottom line is, is that we're called to love her. And we're all about male leadership at the well. We are. We're about men standing up, protecting their families and leading their families and going after their families and, 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 and protecting them and walking them through life and leading the way. But we understand that, too, to be, a, uh, it's a servant leader. We love on her. We listen to her. We respect her. We take into consideration all of the things that she's got going on in her life. And we walk in that direction, lifting her up all of the time so that she's respected and loved. And when that gets out of order, it makes, it makes life rough at the house. I'm just going to say, I love my wife. But, man, you know, you better make mama happy. And I love life when, she, when, it, when she's happy, I'm happy. Ain't it the truth? And all the men said Amen. Brandon! I heard that a few times as I was growing up. Respect your mama. Travis, you heard that too? Travis! <laughs> Respect your mama. I bet we all have. Respect your mama. Listen to your mama. Life will go better for you. Life will go better for her. And the last point is, is that we need to protect our mamas. Protect your mama. You need to protect your mama. You see, in this situation in the scriptures, Mary, for whatever reason, we don't have the backstory, but Mary, for whatever reason, she has some type of significant role here in leading this, this wedding and being a part of, of facilitating and providing several of these things so that people could continue to celebrate. And, and I told you, what would happen is, is that if she didn't provide those things and if she, didn't, if she didn't pick those things up, it would be very shameful for her. And so what Jesus does by listening to his mom and by respecting his mom, he, re, he, re, he, he protects her in this, in this little way, at least right here. He protects her from being shamed. He protects her image. He protects who she is. And a lot of the time, we don't take, we don't take the time to respect and listen and protect our moms. We don't, do we? You know, she spent her whole life protecting you. She spent her whole life protecting you. And in those days, what would happen is, and it really needs to be like this in these days. But in those days, what would happen is that this circle would happen. And, and what would happen is, is that the mother and the father, they would have a child. They would raise that child. And there was no retirement. You know, that's a crazy idea anyway. We'll talk about that another day. But there was no retirement. There was just life. Okay? It, when you got too old to work, you went hungry unless you had some kids. Unless you had a good son, a good daughter that would take care of you. And mainly it was the son. Because women in those days, they didn't work not to make money. It wasn't like that. And so the son would then turn after the mother and the father had taken care of that son. Then he would turn and he would take care of them. And it would do that. It would do that through life. That's the way it worked. So you would protect your mama. She spent her whole life protecting you. We were out at the um, relay field the other night. And I don't know the name of this bird. I've seen them several times. And Heather and I were walking by. And there was like this bird. 
and it was over there in the gravel. You might have saw it if you were out there with us, but it's like its wing was like jacked. I mean, it was messed up, and the bird was like doing this crazy dance. Turn that camera off for a second. <laughs> no. It was doing this, it was, it looked crazy. It was doing this crazy dance, and uh, I think Philip had saw the bird, and Philip said, that bird's its wings broke. Somebody else had saw it, and they said its wings broke. Well, I had saw this before, so I knew that actually the bird's wing wasn't broke. What happened is, I don't know what type of bird it is, you might be able to tell me later, but this certain type of bird, it lays its eggs in the gravel, and the eggs look like rocks. Well, anytime a, a predator or a thought predator gets near or something that's going to damage those eggs, this bird will get off of its nest from protecting these eggs, and it will move away five or six or ten feet, however long, however far away, and it will put on a show like its wing is busted and hopping around so that the predator will come try to eat it instead of eating its eggs. That's pretty cool. Everybody all the time, oh. I mean, that's legit. That's, that's, that's sacrifice. But that's what you would do. You know, that's what you would do. You protect that. And so as we, as we see Jesus doing this, and we'll see even more so in the Scriptures later on in John, is that Jesus protected his mom. He protected her in this little way by, by going ahead. He said, it's not my time yet. I'm not quite ready, but I'm going to respect her. I'm going to listen to her. I'm going to do what God has called me to do, and I'm going to lift her up. I'm going to protect her in this time. Let me ask you today, are you protective of your mom? Are you protective of your wife? Do you protect your mom, your, your, your children's mom, from your kids? I've had questions this week. I get questions all the time. I've asked the questions myself. When, when my wife is being contradicted or when my wife is being uh, gone against or when she's being questioned or, or whatever it is, who do I stick up for? Every time. I'm, I'm backing my wife. Doesn't matter if it's, unless she's going against God, it doesn't matter if it's my family or my kids or my dad or my whoever. It doesn't matter. My best friend, I'm backing my wife. Now, we might get behind closed doors later and I'll say, babe, did you really think about, you know? But I'm not going to let, I'm, I'm backing my wife. I'm backing my kid's mom. I'm backing up my mom. Any, any, any time. My mom knows she can depend on me. You see, and that's what I want to be anyway. That's what I'm praying to be. I remember one time I had a, I actually had a hernia one time and I had surgery. I know mama probably remember this. And I had hernia surgery um, and I was laid up in the hospital and they had gave me all these powerful um, painkillers or whatever and I was just out of it. Okay. And this was after the Lord had changed my life. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was after the Lord had changed my life. And, uh, you know, after the surgery, I came in. You know how you are after surgery. I was just out of it. Hey, guys, you know. And uh, they told me about this later. I don't even remember it. But uh, they said Mama came in, and she's like, hey, how you feeling? And it was like, Ma, I said, they said, I said, Mama, you come here right now. Come over here. <laughs> I love you. You'll never be in a home. I promise you. <laughs> out of nowhere. I'll take care of you forever. I love my mama. We need to take notes as Jesus protected his mom. You see, at the foot of the cross, when Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross, nails in his wrist, nails in his feet, the meat off of his back, 
Do you remember in John chapter 19 what he was focused on? You remember that? Let me read it for you. Now, this is in the middle. He's about to die. He's about to die. And he says, so the soldiers, and, and they had just ripped, divided his clothing up. He was naked on the cross with blood dripping off of him, nails in him, pain like you can't even imagine. And after they had divvied up his clothes to see who was going to get them, it says, so the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And the beloved disciple, too, was there. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his home. Till the day that he died, he was watching out for his mama. Till the day that he died, he was watching out for his mama. You protect your mama. You protect her. You love her. You love her. It's your turn. And I don't have to tell you, even, even those of you in here who have been very disrespectful to your moms, those of you who have been rough to your moms, I know that you know what I'm talking about deep down inside. When you, when you love on her and when you move in that direction and all of a sudden it's like, man, it feels good to pick a flower and bring it into mom. I don't know about the ladies in here, but to the guys, I mean, raise your hand. You ever done that? It just made you feel just, I don't know, there's just something about that. You take a flower to mom, it's like, man, that's good. That makes me feel good. Protect your mama. Protect your mom. And as we bring the service to a close, if the band wants to go ahead and move this way, I want to tell you that it's not just about make sure you do what you need to do and make sure you respect her and don't you say bad words about her, don't you do this, don't you do that, don't you do this, don't you do that. You know, ultimately, we, we bring it back to Jesus. And you say, how can you, how can you put Jesus in line with a mother? I want to read you a text here. Listen to this, <clears throat> what Jesus says. In Matthew 23, 37, he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered you children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? And you would not. You would not. See, your house is left desolate, destroyed. You see, to you mothers out there who, who want to be the best mother that you can possibly be, the example is Jesus. We look to Jesus who says, I long for a relationship with you. I long to put myself out there for you. I went to the cross for you. I laid it all down for you so that I could gather you in like a mother hen gathers all of her chicks up under her wings to protect them from the storm to protect them from the predator, to protect them at all times. Jesus Christ is your example. And as you press into Jesus, and as he overwhelms your soul, and as he moves you, you are moved to be the best mother that you could ever imagine being. And I know that in a room this size, there are mothers in here who never read their Bibles. You never read your Bible with your child. You never read and then pour back out. And life, I know, I know it gets so busy. It does for me too. I'm begging you to do that. 
Get into your Bible so that you can talk to your kids about it. You want to be a better mom, then get close to Jesus. And husbands, lead that home. Lead that home. Help them to get into the Word. Do it with them. I need to pick up the slack here myself. As we look to Jesus for the fulfillment, you see, He is not only the example, but He is the fulfillment. He is your protector that went to the cross for you. He is what you needed. And as we, as we enter into this place of, 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 of heart softening, bring these lights down a little bit. As we enter into this place of heart softening on this Mother's Day, I want to tell you mothers that I love you. But Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And we can have a revival in Landrum today. We can have a revival in Landrum today. And that revival would start with you by seeing Jesus and being moved by Jesus and being touched by Jesus, the greatest, the greatest protector of all times. There's never been a mother like him ever. You see, he didn't offer to protect you, but he went to the cross for you. And this morning, as we sing this last song I want you to think about Jesus and I want to ask you a question and, and this is where I'll leave this have you surrendered to Jesus today have you become the mother that you want to be have you given your life to him and so what I would ask is, is that mothers if you would like and if I could get my care team to come on down. Mothers, if you would like to come and sit at the feet of Jesus. This is just wood right here. But this is representative of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say you come. But I'm going to say husbands, sons. You grab her by the arm and you walk her down here. And maybe you know Jesus. That's awesome. But today I would ask, press in closer. Get in there with him. Love him. As we all stand to our feet, and as we sing this last song, mothers, you're invited to become more godly mothers this morning, not by doing all the right stuff, but by surrendering to Jesus Christ everything that you have.